going to share my screen. Okay, so the question that most content marketers and inbound marketers run into is, how do you stand out in content? And I think we're, when we ask this question, we're thinking tactically. But there's so much more to it than that. And ultimately, we need to start, sorry about that, we need to start with what is inbound. Because inbound is so much more than just creating content. It's actually about creating value through our content and creating experiences that are so memorable that people want to come back for more. So it, it starts with your goals because inbound is a top of funnel thing. You should not necessarily be trying to sell when you're doing inbound. What you do need to be focusing on is traffic and subscriptions. These are things that are easy to measure and then some softer skills, awareness and engagement. And you know you're nailing it. Um, if your traffic is numbers are high, you are getting your topics right. If your subscriptions are high, you know you're building fans. Once you see awareness, you see word of mouth and that your reach is extending, you know you're standing out. And if you see real conversations taking place both with you and about you, you know you're building the relationships that will ultimately drive results. But there's no one way to do this. In fact, there are a series of tasks that you need to be focusing on in order to make this happen. So it always needs to start with quality content. If you get that, you're going to attract readers, they will subscribe, you're going to build engagement, that will build relationship, and ultimately, it can even attract people who want to be part of your brand and write for you and show up on your blog. So that's the what, those are the tasks you need to be doing. How you do it is going to depend on your audience, your brand, uh, the product you offer, it's just, uh, you, you almost need to be testing to figure out the how. Now, here's what is working for me. At Sales Hacker, the thing that I focus on most is quality content. And in order to achieve that goal, I don't have a team of writers. What I do is I seek out experts who truly know their stuff. So we get very specific solutions. We don't get general fluffy content um, because we don't want to be part of the echo chamber. We, we want truly original, truly valuable content. And in order to achieve that, we end up narrowing the focus, going deep rather than broad. Now, that will create value for your audience, but you also need to be aware you have to provide value for your own business. You have to be driving growth. To do that, it's important not to get distracted by the bright, shiny topics that you might want to cover. You need to stay on brand. You need to know what your talking points are. You need to know what actions you're try trying to drive and create content around that. Now, having understood that, you're providing value for your audience and for your brand. How do you create quality? There are two ways to do that. You're going to do a ton of editing. All of your content needs to be easy to read and easy to scan, very high value. And this is my secret sauce. You need to be planning four to six weeks in advance. Now that may sound like it's gonna tie you down, but in reality, it frees you up to be very flexible and to move with the trends. For instance, when the coronavirus hit, 
it changed what my audience was looking for dramatically. But because I had enough content planned, I wasn't just worried about what I'm going to publish tomorrow. I was able to completely change our editorial calendar. And I had the space and the time to do that. Now, the newsletter is the second growth lever that I use. And I don't do anything radical with this. It is a normal newsletter, but this is my engagement play. Remember, one of the things you need to do to drive growth with your content and to truly stand out is to drive engagement. At the beginning of every newsletter, there is a personal message from me, and I write it as if I'm writing to one person. And of course, I, I link to all of our posts from the previous week. I put announcements, I put little promotional blurbs if they're needed. But the key here for me, the way I approach it mentally, is I'm trying to engage my audience. I'm trying to get them hooked on our brand. And when I manage that, people do reply and I answer every single reply. So that is one of the things that we do that helps us stand out and it does actually attract a lot of new people to the brand. The key also, once you have all your activities in place, you have to be measuring and tracking everything you do. The things that I track are listed here. Again, my growth levers are content and newsletter. So that's what I measure. But the only way you can improve what you're doing over time is to know what's working and what's not. So on a weekly basis, if not sooner, if not daily, you need to be looking at your numbers and figuring out what topics are resonating, uh, how, what's not working, what, uh, what kind of um, topic, not just topics, subject lines on your newsletter, things like that, that will change over time and you need to be watching. Then finally, nothing is ever going to work forever. This is such a moving target, being able to engage your audience because what they need today is going to be different from what they need in six months or a year. So you need to be watching the trends and actually try to anticipate them. You need to watch what's working for other people Keep an eye on your numbers and by all means, test new ideas. Okay, I fully believe that if you get these elements in place, high quality content that provides real value and engagement, you will stand out. And if you've got any questions, feel free to ask, but also feel free to reach out to me and connect with me at saleshacker, vivacity.com or katherinearagon.com. Hey, Catherine, thank you so much for the presentation. We have a few questions uh, popping up, so I'll start with the first one. So uh, the first question they asked, uh, there's a definitive edge in being the first to do something like HubSpot for inbound. But what happens when every competitor starts, you know, taking up uh, their pace, you know, they put out the same content, same type uh, and format same design, what exactly is the edge in doing inbound these days? That is a really good question because there, there are so many people doing it. It really is hard to be completely unique and we're almost never the first. So you do have to find something that's uniquely you. And that's just a brand authenticity thing. Is it your message? Is it the way you interact with people? There are a lot of sales blogs out there right now but where Sales Hacker stands out is we don't have a team of writers. We have 
professionals writing our content and then we edit it to make it um, more, I guess, readable. It's not that they can't do that, but we help them. Um, and also the engagement play. So the, we found two ways that we can be unique. And that's what you have to do. Every brand has something that's unique. It may be a personality. It may be a way you engage with people. Lean into those differences and you can stand out. Right. So the next question that we have is from Brooklyn. Uh, he asks, what's your tip for getting expert perspectives and pieces when you're not well established? That is less than 10K in traffic and less than 50 DA. To get experts writing for you? Expert perspectives, yes. And pieces. Um, for that, you need to figure out where those experts are. For me, they're on LinkedIn. And you have to start building relationships through social media, uh, get introductions, do email. I have actually emailed people cold. And I don't pitch right away, but I do try to let them know the value that they might get from working with me. Uh, one little thing I did when I was also running the Mailshake blog, um, since that's a lesser known blog, I put in, the, in my description in LinkedIn that I was looking for people who, had, who wanted to share their ideas about sales. And I said, just connect with me if you do. So put all kinds of little hints out there and then do as much re outreach as you can. Sure. Uh, so the next question that we have is another interesting one. Uh, share some examples where a content experiment that you did failed and then uh, you figured out how to tweak it to success and your learnings from that. That is a very interesting question. Um, I was, back when I was running the Crazy Egg blog, uh, Neil Patel and his brother-in-law own Crazy Egg and I was watching what Neil was doing at the time with advanced guides. And I wanted to do advanced guides on Crazy Egg because I felt like it would attract a lot of really good attention. Um, and it, it did a little bit, um, but not nearly as much as I would have hoped. And in the long run, with advanced guides, you often get this initial spike and then this huge uh, decline. It's like this huge investment of time and energy to put it together and publish it. And then it's not that much more value than just a really good blog post. And so it's not truly a fail, but it was, uh, it was a test. I think, I think I have trouble with the word fail, first of all, because we should be trying all kinds of things and more than half are probably going to fail, but we should learn something from it. And if you're taking your metrics, if you're, if you're watching the numbers and, and the replies, how are people responding to your content? You can learn something from every one of them. What I learned is that the advanced guide may look super impressive and you can have a few things out there, but it may be more worth your while to publish that advanced guide as an ebook and then just focus on content in a more readable format, shorter, uh, more conversational, less, don't try to be so impressive, in other words. And that's what I learned from that. Next question is from Pritham. He asked, Catherine, you said that you need an expert to write quality content, but in our case, we are a startup and we cannot afford an expert. How to create a good content when you are in such a situation? Uh, what's the situation again? You don't have 
they are a startup and they cannot afford to have an expert content writer okay specialists okay i think this is just me that you don't need to do traditional content to use content um you don't necessarily need a writer you don't necessarily need a, a content marketing person right away i do think it helps you double down it helps you if, if you're busy trying to start your business and making sales, actually that's your highest priority is making sales. So you only need to be creating content that will help you do that. And yes, you need some informational pieces, those top of the funnel pieces, but you need things that very quickly lead people into a funnel or to a conversation with you. Um, right now, video and audio are fantastic tools for that. And I would say lean into that. Focus on LinkedIn. That's a place where you can get a lot of engagement and do short daily posts or at least say two or three times a week posts. Start getting engagement and awareness. Uh, do video whenever you can where you can just stop whatever you're doing, share your idea, and then move on. It's, you don't have to worry about the technicality of creating content that way. Just get your ideas out there and direct them to talk to you so you can do your selling. The next question is from Pranav. He asks, I sell a product that is used by every department like HR, marketing, finance, etc. How to develop an effective email strategy, email marketing strategy for such a wide audience? Yes, it, you're going to need to segment. If you've got a wide audience, um, I've, I've struggled with this some myself where I feel like none of my emails connect with anybody because I'm trying to connect with everybody. And so as much as you can um, at the beginning of any, or, or maybe create series of emails. So this series is aimed at this particular segment. This series is aimed at this particular segment. If you have, a, if you are able to technically, you can actually create segments within your list. If not, just make sure at the beginning of each email, you're addressing the person so they can self-identify, oh, this one, this one is relevant to me or this one is not. And that way you can be much more narrowly focused. You can speak directly to pain points without necessarily um, putting off everybody because it's just too vague. Sure. So the next question that we have is from Harsha. He asks, are there any monitoring tools to monitor the content, uh, maybe from competitor uh, content, uh, anywhere that you can check them out? You, any SEO tool is going to help you do that. Um, I've used Ahrefs, SEMrush, um, SEO Suite. I think that's the name of it. I've got that one myself. Um, it's really a cool tool. I haven't dived into it very deeply. Um, any of those are going to help you do competitor research and uh, also figure out how you are comparing to them. And you, that is vital information. I did content for many years without that information. And whereas I did okay, I could have done so much better if I had had the numbers. And since getting to a point where I, I had all the tools I needed, it made a huge difference. You do want to be using Google so you can figure out that a lot of the metrics that I shared with you on that one slide, um, I use Google for those and my email service because that's where I get my email numbers. And I put those in the same 
spreadsheet that I use to plan content. So right next to my list of content that I'm producing or have produced, I also have the numbers on those pieces. And that helps me see right away how well things are performing. And is it this writer who does very well? Or is it this topic that does very well? That helps me to see the big picture. And that's ultimately what you want. Sure, sure. Uh, so the next question is, what is your process of selecting or discovering new topics? Mm. I use um, search volume on keywords as a proxy for people's interest in the topic. So I, there are many topics that I think ought to be relevant. But if there is absolutely no search volume around it, that tells me people already have what they need or they're not interested, one or the other. Now, having said that, right now, we we're in an interesting space where there is no search volume on how to sell in a pandemic. But I know people need to know that. So that's where you have to bring your intuition into play. There are times when you have to just watch the trends and you've got to cross your fingers and hope. You know, go ahead and publish a few pieces. Test ideas in social media. If they work there, you know they will probably work on your blog. So those are a couple of different ways you can handle that. Uh, so the next question is, how do you think inbound as a demand generation acquisition uh, process sit with the outbound philosophy? Um, I think they integrate very well. If you have a good inbound funnel put together, you have very good top of level, uh, top of funnel content that your outbound people can use or that you can leverage in an outbound uh, funnel either whether you're doing it through a funnel or with salespeople, I do feel like if you have the right informational pieces in your arsenal, then people can, you can just pick and choose. Okay, in this funnel or in this, in this series, I want to focus on this topic or this angle or this feature. You need to have a cluster of content around it. And once you have that, then you you can start leveraging it in your outbound. Sure. Okay. So I think that's pretty much it from our side in terms of content uh, questions. We'll take up more questions and we'll uh, put, it, put it forward to you, Catherine. Probably you can answer those questions and we can get back to our attendees who are ask, answering the, like asking these questions. Uh, so thank you so much, Catherine, for joining us today for this uh, Q&A session as well as your presentation. I think we got a lot of insights on how to prepare our content strategy from you. Thank you so much again. Thank you for having me. Bye-bye. Bye. Hey, hope you liked the recording. Do check us out at Amplis B2B Pinch for 11 more killer content. Also try out Amplis Sales Buddy if you want to bring that next customer who is waiting for you.